Shalom, Shalom, Namaste. This is uh, Harlem University Radio, and I am Naeem Abdurafi, the moderator. So we will not be delaying our reading of history uh, very much, um, but I do have to give you a uh, a bit of a context by way of a, uh, a brief introduction. So first, I want uh, listeners to know that we have not, uh, uh, we, we, the, the uh, uh, memoir development project uh, lives on. It is, in fact, if you will, one of the colleges of uh, Harlem University. Uh, world history, uh, the focus at the moment is, is, is another. And as uh, help uh, steps forward from the audience, uh, there, there will be others. And uh, so m- m- more about that, uh, more about the memoir development project and more about help stepping forward once uh, I have done um, tonight's reading. A little more uh, in the way of introduction. History is very important. It is vitally important. But you wouldn't know it uh, if, uh, if you were to judge by the way it's taught in the grade schools and in the universities around the world. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it if you were to judge by the level of conversance that uh, most of the human family of, of, of the Western world um, uh, have history conversance. It's, 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 it is a, it's a very low level. Speaking of myself, and I, I'm suggesting that I'm speaking for most listeners. Our conversions is very low, and that is not good. Um, to put it briefly, it's, um, it is not good because if we don't know history, we're not able to say And over the centuries and over the millennia, in fact, we have not been able to say to our political leaders, our business leaders, we haven't been able to say to them, no, you can't do that. That's been done many times before. And it doesn't work. So we're talking about the concept of precedent. So history, the knowledge of history, the teaching of history is very important. So this is something that has come to me um, recently. So I am studying as we speak. And one of the ways I study is share. And that is what I'm doing. I'm sharing with listeners with the hope that uh, listeners 
will uh, pick up the mantle and study and share and especially be willing to come on to the show and share. But more about that later. So we're going to start with uh, tonight's reading. Um, uh, I will be reading from uh, a textbook, in fact, published in 1936, uh, the title of which is On the Road to, to Civilization, a World History. Uh, the authors, Albert Kerr Heckel, Ph.D., and James G. Sigmund, uh, EDD, Doctor of Education, On the Road to Civilization, <clears throat> A World History. So I, as the lead reader, I will be uh, following this text um, as it is as it is uh, uh, structured chronologically, and I'm 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 hoping that I get co-hosts who come on the show. And, uh, and 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 uh, do their readings. So, if someone wants to do a reading next week, that would simply be a, a, a matter of, uh, of finding something that is, is in sync chronologically with what is presented tonight. And in uh, um, sync could be uh, immediately predating uh, or uh, uh, successively uh, post-dating or chronologically in sync uh, in, 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 with respect to uh, discussing um, in, in, in another civilization. Okay. Uh, my, the world history I am concerned with is Western civilization. This is our civilization. Right. So let let me make, let me go on. You, you know, I'll be giving you only um, a, a half of a chapter, um, and the, the the chapter is titled "Beginnings of Civilization in the Nile Valley." Why we begin with Egypt. The population of the earth in primitive times was widely scattered. Interesting beginnings in civilization were made in China, India, and Central America. Any one of these countries would give us a picture of man taking his first steps out of barbarism. But they developed cultures unlike our own. Since our study of history is to improve our understanding of the world in which we ourselves live, we must go to the cradle of Western civilization, the Nile and the Tigris-Euphrates valleys. It seems 
quite likely that the early culture which we find there had its actual beginning in Egypt. Indeed, many modern historians incline to the belief that civilization first arose in Egypt. Okay, again, keep in mind that this was written, published in 1936. Uh, something, a book like this, you know, the work on it might have started 10 years before, even earlier. Geographical features uh, favorable to progress. The three most fundamental needs of man are food, clothing, and shelter. In Egypt, the demand for food was met by the annual overflow of the Nile. But for this mighty, but except for, that is, this mighty stream, if it were not for this mighty stream, Egypt would only be a part of the Sahara Desert. For Egypt is a land of hot sun and little rain. The Nile rises in Central Africa, near the equator, and carries north from that region a rich soil, which it spreads over a strip of valley that looks very much like a great trench, about 700 miles long and from 10 to 30 miles wide. At the northern end of the valley, on the Mediterranean coast, the river has through long ages uh, deposited sediment, forming a broad triangle of land known as the Delta. A season of heavy rain in the upper tributaries of the Nile causes it to overflow its banks in early June the upper tributaries are in Central Africa. Causes it to overflow its banks in early June, and it returns to its regular channel by the end of October. The yearly overflow of water brought to the Egyptians not only earthly sediment to fertilize their fields, but also moisture uh, for a good harvest. The earliest settlers, attracted perhaps by the barley growing wild on the banks of the Nile, found the valley filled with hot pestilential swamps and infested with flies and mosquitoes, which spread fevers among the inhabitants. It was on the edge of this swamp, this swampy land, that a Stone Age population, excuse me, that a Stone Age uh, population eked out an existence for untold generations. But when people learned to dig canals uh, that, that would drain the swamps, health conditions improved, and the foundation was laid for an agriculture which supported a growing population. By means of a system of dikes, storage basins, and, and irrigation canals, the floodwaters of the river were stored and then distributed through the dry season. This made possible more than one crop a year. The Nile uh, also furnished an easy means of communication between all parts of Egypt, a gateway into the interior of Africa and an outlet to the sea. 
Small wonder that the early Egyptians venerated Father Nile, quote-unquote, as the god responsible for their life and prosperity. The river valley, with cataracts and, and, and gorges in the south, the great desert on the east and west, and the Mediterranean and the Red Sea on the north and the northeast, could not be invaded easily. This gave the Egyptians a chance to work out a civilization in their own way. Yet the geographical barriers were not so uh, impenetrable as to shut Egypt off from contact with the outside world, with which she developed a vigorous trade. Next section. Pre-dynastic Egypt. It is customary to reckon Egyptian history according to dynasties or families of rulers. To this day, we call a line of rulers belonging to the same family a dynasty, such as the Windsors of England and, and the Hohenzollerns of Germany. From the Egyptians, we learn that the first dynasty began about 3400 BC, that is 3400 BC. Uh, but Egyptian history is thousands of years older. Recent excavations show a continuous history from the old stone age into the dawn of civilization. Fragments of pottery, for instance, which lay 90 feet deep, show that men were living in the valley 20,000 years ago. Later, people dwelt in villages of huts made of mud bricks. The Egyptians had faith in a life after death and supplied their dead with what the people believed were necessities for another existence. The Egyptians had discovered the art of weaving cloth from the flax they raised. They grew wheat. They raised oxen, sheep, and goats. With their hands, they molded pottery from clay and decorated it with designs which showed a love for the beautiful. They wore sandals, had ivory combs, and used handkerchiefs. Men and women rouged their cheeks and penciled their eyebrows and adorned themselves with earrings and necklaces and bracelets. About 5000 BC, the prehistoric period began to shade gradually into the historic. In this transitional period, just before the dawn of history, the Egyptians carried on, on a trade with other lands, importing metals and semi-precious stones. The people were the government, uh, the people were the government uh, of a chieftain. Uh, I guess I guess I have that uh, copied wrong. Uh, to whom they, I guess the people were were governed by a chieftain to whom they paid part of their uh, produce in taxes. They invented a writing, uh, a, red, a writing paper, that by fastening together strips of sedge called papyrus, and they wrote with a sharpened reed or a pen, using ink which they prepared from soot. They devised a system of weights and measures, 
the most important of their measuring devices being the calendar, which came uh, into, into use as early as uh, 4,236 B.C., 4236 B.C. They reckoned 365 days to the year and divided it into 12 months of 30 days each, with five feast days at the end of the year. During this pre-dynastic period, political organization passed from tribal and city-state communities into two rival kingdoms, one in Upper Egypt and one in Lower Egypt, or the Delta. So Lower Egypt is, is, is uh, nearest uh, the, the Mediterranean. <clears throat> Upper, Upper Egypt is nearest to Central Africa. With the union of these two kingdoms under Menage, that's spelled M-E-N-E-S, but I believe the pronunciation is Menage. Okay, you can check it. Uh, with the union of these two kingdom, kingdoms under Menage, about 3400 B.C., recorded history begins. Next, next subject. Egyptians develop a system of writing. The earliest form of writing was a pictographic or uh, was the pictographic or picture writing, almost as old as the human race, for it was used by the Stone Age man and is still employed by peoples who are in a primitive stage of development. Again, this was written and published in 1936. Not until man emerged from the Stone Age did he develop an adequate system of writing. Neolithic man had used a simple form of picture writing, the sketching of individual objects. In Egypt, however, some unknown genius conceived the idea that the picture of a thing might represent not the thing itself, but the sound which a person made when he spoke of the thing. For example, the picture of a dog would now mean the word dog. As long as the picture of a dog meant the animal itself, writing could put down only what eyes could see. But now, when someone drew a dog, the mark no longer meant the animal, but the sound. Pictures had been turned into sound or phonetic pictures had been turned into sound or phonetic symbols. By putting together phonetic symbols, the writing could be made to represent things which, which could not be seen. With a phonetic system, moreover, symbols could be invented to represent in writing anything that a man could say. The Egyptians adapted their old picture writing to the phonetic system by abbreviating the pictures. That is why their phonetic writing looks to us like pictures. The advance from picture to symbol, from the representing of, of objects to the representing of sounds, occupied a long period of time. The Egyptians were the first to attain to this higher form of writing, which later the Greeks called hieroglyphic, that is, sacred carvings, the carvings of, of, of priests. 
sacred carvings, hieroglyphics, the writing used by the priests. These hieroglyphics have been preserved principally on the walls of temples, on walls and coffins in the tombs of kings, and on rolls of papyrus. The hieroglyphics consist of abbreviated pictures or groups of pictures, such as heavenly bodies, animals, birds, fishes, reptiles, houses, weapons, and represent not only words, but ideas. For example, the picture of a hand could signify power and action. An eye could stand for sight. The Chinese, despite their high their highly developed civilization still use a primitive form of writing in which each idea is expressed by a separate symbol. One must know 40,000 symbols in order to read Chinese. Again, this is 1936. However, this figure applies rather to cultural than to general reading. And Jimmy Yen's new vocabulary of 1,000 word signs may prove ample for modern use. The early Egyptian writing was too complicated for the everyday use of the people. Therefore, a simpler system of of pictorial writing was gradually developed, and older hieroglyphics were left to the use of the priests in their production of ancient inscriptions and records. The new system was called the hieratic, Later, it was reduced to 24 signs, each serving as a letter of an alphabet. Thus, writing reached its third stage of development, alphabet writing. Next subject, Rosetta Stone, the key to ancient Egypt. In time, alphabet writing so completely displaced the hieroglyphics that nobody was left in Egypt who could read the old sacred carvings. Egyptian hieroglyphics remained a mystery until the beginning of the 19th century, when a key was found by which they could be translated. This key is called the Rosetta Stone because it was discovered at Rosetta, Uh, 1799, the Delta region uh, of the Nile, by uh, in in, uh, in 1799, in the Delta region of the Nile, by a French soldier in the army of Napoleon. On the stone were an inscription in ancient Greek and two inscriptions in earlier and later Egyptian. Uh, A French scholar, Champollion, Champollion, C-H-A-M-P-O-L-L-I-O-N, Champollion, maybe, assumed the Greek to be a translation of the Egyptian. He knew Greek, therefore his problem was very much like ours would be if we wanted to get the meaning of a passage in, in Russian, knowing only the English translation of it. After 20 years of patient labor, Champollion deciphered the Egyptian forms. He and other students mastered the system of hieroglyphics, 
so that today there are scholars who can read ancient Egyptian literature as easily as the literature of any other foreign people. Okay, I am uh, more than two-thirds done. The next subject is kingship, the kingship. The life of primitive peoples was so simple that very little of what we would call government was necessary to them. The older members of a community exercised some authority over the rest. But in Egypt, the large irrigation enterprises fostered the development of regular government because the life and welfare of the community depended on the control of irrigation, a centralized authority was was required. From October to June, there was the need of getting water from uh, from the river to the interior lands. The canals had to be developed into a continuous system. Dikes and canals had to be cleaned out and repaired. Individuals had to be prevented from diverting the water to their own selfish uses. Expert knowledge was necessary for the planning of irrigation systems and for reckoning the time of inundations, that is, floods. All this called for leadership and a disciplined cooperation among the people. The person best fitted to be a leader was the irrigation engineer. Therefore, the organizer and controller of the, distri- of the distribution of water became the controller of the whole community and the very existence of the people, whether they liked it or not, was dependent upon absolute submission to him. Authority to act for a community means government. Men who are busy with the task of government cannot support themselves with private business, hence the need for taxes. And the levying of taxes made written records uh, necessary. Thus, the development of the whole political structure was closely related to the geographical conditions of Egypt. Moreover, as more and more swampland was drained, neighboring communities united. Their union made greater irrigation projects possible and led to further unions. And finally, the whole land was united under the rule of one man. This man was the first king in history. He was a despot and was often worshipped as a god. He was thought to be so holy that his name was not used for fear of sacrilege. Hence, he was given the title Pharaoh, which was the name of his palace and means Great House, Pharaoh, Great House. In much the same way today, we often speak of the White House when referring to the President of the United States. Temples were erected to the Egyptian king. He was head of the religious as well as the political system. He exercised a power wholly unknown in modern times. It is not strange that this man, so closely identified in the minds of the people with the life-giving Nile, should be regarded as a god 
and be given absolute power over his subjects. Coming close to the end. Not quite. Social organization in, in ancient Egypt. Uh, the next subject. Society was organized on a class basis. At the head was the king. The nobles and priests were the aristocracy of the country. Local government was in the hands of the nobles. The priests had control of religious ceremonies and mysteries. In time, the priests became very wealthy and powerful, even to the point of bringing the pharaohs (coughs) under their control. Excuse me. The skilled laborers, artisans, craftsmen, and tradesmen were regarded as inferiors, but wealth sometimes made them important enough (coughs) to enter the priesthood or even the nobility. The common people, including the shepherds, the farmers, and the slaves, were little more than toiling animals, work animals. Out of the tombs came the story of life. This is the next section. Much of the information that we possess concerning the occupations and daily lives of, of, of the ancient Egyptians is obtained from sculptured reliefs on tombs, from pictures painted on mummy cases, or from various articles buried with the dead. A relief is a type of sculpture in which a picture is carved on a plane, on a plane surface, uh, flat surface. The tomb reliefs of Egypt show the people at work and at play, much as the uh, rotogravure sections of our Sunday newspapers picture our modern life. Again, well, this is this printing process is is still used, but but this is again 1936. The tombs were supplied with a multitude of small articles and models of large ones, which the deceased had used while living, or which it was thought he might use in his existence after death. The life of the Egyptians under the king, while very much the same as it had been in the pre-dynastic period, was somewhat improved. Tomb pictures show the activities connected with agriculture, cultivation of the fields, reaping the harvest with the sickle, threshing and winnowing grain, building and maintaining irrigation canals, raising cattle, and the like. <clears throat> the, labor, the laborer toiling the mines and the stone quarries, toiling in the mines and the stone quarries, is pictured. Skilled artisans are shown making furniture, carving wood and ivory, working in gold, silver, and precious stones, tooling leather, making jewelry, painting portraits, and, 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 and uh, carving reliefs, 
building palaces, temples, tombs, and houses, making boats and seagoing ships, molding and decorating pottery and making porcelain and glass. There are portrayed such scenes as hunting, fishing, dancing, playing the harp and the flute. Children are shown at school or at play with balls, jumping jacks, dolls, tame birds, and monkeys. And the domestic tasks of weaving linen cloth, making baskets, brewing beer, making bread, and cooking are pictured. There was a professional class of governors, clerks, tax collectors, judges, lawyers, engineers, priests, medicine men, surgeons, and dentists. But the luxuries and comforts of life which Egypt had developed were enjoyed only by the upper class. The mass of people was limited, was limited to the bare necessities of life for a mud hobble uh, as a home and a diet of bread, fish, onions, radishes, and, 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 and garlic. Millions toiled so that a few might have palaces and temples and tombs and such refinements as were then known. So uh, I end there uh, the so I've, I've read uh, just about one half of that chapter. Uh, so unless I am preempted by a co-host who has something to read that complements what I've, what I've just read, un, 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 unless that happens, uh, I will go on uh, beginning with the next section, which is religion. And, uh, and, and then uh, complete the chapter. And uh, that chapter is then followed by um, um, development of civilization in Western Asia, in particular, uh, the, uh, you know, the land of the two rivers, uh, the Tigris and the Euphrates and the, you know, the Fertile Crescent. That's where we are, and what I'm <clears throat> what I want to get to now is um, to first of all explain what has happened with the um, uh, uh, the memoir uh, project. Nothing has happened. That is, we're fine. There's nothing more that I can share about that. Uh, the you can you uh, you know as far as um, uh, um, guidance is concerned, uh, there there is the website, and I and I have to put all of this information on on the show page. Um, but uh, the, you know, there is the website, and there are the earlier broadcasts, uh, which are at the show page, um, and uh, um, 
and 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 there are the um, you know the videos uh, on the Facebook page as well as uh, um, at, at at YouTube and uh, anyone who wants to use this uh, use this uh, the show use a broadcast as a platform for developing his or her memoir will be welcomed with 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 open arms we will just you know suspend or you know suspend the history or maybe well we have plenty of time we we can do both you know do the history both first and 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 then let that person come on and and um share what they want to share that is share uh, you know a story uh so that people that they've invited to be in the audience can 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 listen and give them feedback and give them information that will uh you know fill out you know the memory that that they're working with okay so that's that's where we're at um <clears throat> and let me say that the memoir project is first and foremost a history project, an extremely important history project. So um, enough said about that. Now, as far as the help I need, I, I want... I want to. Uh, I want. I, I need co-hosts. I need. I need people to, for example, who have something from which they can read that complements what I shared tonight. Um, again, uh, something concerning a another civilization. Things were happening at the same time in other places, <clears throat> in China, in Mesoamerica, uh, in, in other places, um, in, 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 in Central Africa, um, uh, things were happening at the same time as the, um, as the happenings of, of, of this report about, about, about Egypt. So, um, so that's you know I'm looking for that I'm looking for compliments to 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 um, what has been presented tonight so that we we, we find ourselves um, you know engaging in we, we'll be able to engage in uh, in in uh, comparative history right? uh, so what a co-host might do is 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 is, is come with something. Not uh, 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 concurrent, but maybe something that predates, you know, immediately predates, or uh, or, or, or postdates, so successively postdates. Okay, um, and and if somebody anxious to do um, something, but it doesn't sync with what we're doing presently, we'll talk about it and, and, and be able to schedule that person in at the appropriate time. Okay. 
So <clears throat> now, um, connecting with me, all of this is at the show page, okay? And the, the, the show page, the name of the show page has, has, has changed. It is now blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Harlem University Radio, all together. That's the show page, and in the comments, I will be leaving the, yeah, the, the website address uh, as well as the, um, uh, the address to the Facebook page. And uh, I've already left <clears throat> a cell number that can be used for connecting with me, um, no calls, you know, no calls. Please uh, text me your email ad- your email address, and then we we'll, we'll start our interaction by way of email, and then you know in that interaction we can talk about calling. But because calling is 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 uh, is, is time consuming. The phone, you know, using the phone, you know, it, unless it's unless it's a, a, a you know an appointment, a phone appointment, uh, is uh, you know can be time wasting. So let's start with uh, giving me your giving me your uh, email address, texting me your email address, and that that uh, number is already at the show page. And again, the address is um, for the show page, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Harlem University Radio. Okay? And and, And the focus is world history. And I'm focusing on Western civilization, there may be other people interested in Western civilization. Um, there, there, there may be people interested in other civilizations. So this is what we want. Uh, we want this to be a. We want Harlem University to be a university. Uh, in 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 fact. All right. So. With that, I think we will, uh, yeah, Uh, do I want to mention anything? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I could, if if I I don't see any callers, but if I saw callers on the switchboard, I would, uh, I would uh, bring them in for, you know, you know, for, for comments, and uh, and if I saw uh, chats on the chat board, I would respond to those. So it, it is possible to chat with this uh, with the show. I, pr- I, w- I probably would not interrupt a reading, but uh, immediately after the reading, uh, I would. Uh, um, you know, respond to the chat. 
and and again and 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 the way to do the way to enable yourself to ch- to chat with the show is you get a free blogtalkradio.com account a free 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 account you know it's 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 free it's a you you have you you can actually do a broadcast you know it'll have limitations but um your purpose for getting this free account is to be able to chat with uh, this show or any show. So with that, uh, oh, I do want to mention that um, <clears throat> this broadcast um, will be, as are, as are all broadcasts, um, will be, uh, you know, in the archives. That is, you go to the show page and you, you, you'll see you know, the the broadcasts uh, lined up. You can listen to them. Uh, and uh, I'm, I am also able to um, add the broadcast to, um, uh, to, 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 to my Anchor podcast uh, platform. And at, and, and at Anchor, uh, with with that uh, with that with that with that platform with that account, it will the the podcast will uh, will will be distributed to other podcast platforms. So this will uh, these broadcasts will be um, available in in uh, you know via those uh, you know you know via various podcast platforms. Um, one of which is, um, uh, well, I guess I'll tell you more. Stitcher, yes, Stitcher is one for certain, and, uh, and then and then Anchor, of course, and then Anchor distributes uh, to others. So with that, um, I want to thank listeners and uh, uh, Encourage you to, uh, you know, join me again, join us again, uh, become a part of this, um, starting next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon. um, You know, well, Tuesday afternoon uh, in in certain time zones. It might even be. It might even be. you know, Wednesday morning in, in, you know, in some time zone. All right. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, have, a, have a blessed evening and uh, a blessed week to come and a blessed life. Salam. Shalom. Namaste. Salam.